what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, June 26, 2020, episode number 138. And we got Chris Carter coming at you live from his new stand-up desk oh. working on the studio in... <laughs> Jacksonville. Dude, I am so stoked about this. I, uh, I've been waiting for a couple weeks to get this thing. I spent the entire day yesterday and I was probably up till midnight building it. It's my uh, new standing desk. It's, it's, I'm stoked. You're excited. You're that excited about a desk. You have no idea, man. I've been waiting on this. Thing. I, it's, it's, it's not just the desk. It's the first part of my studio build. So I'm more okay. excited about kicking that process off now it's not going to happen overnight that thing it's probably going to take me a few months to get it the way i want but i now have a legit desk where i can fit all my equipment and have room for the extra equipment i need to buy so and it it, it raises and it lowers dude stoke level 100 it's like a cadillac of desks you have no idea i'm so happy all right. um guess what what guess what carter what three weeks from today yeah volusia Grand National American Flat Track Motorcycle Racing is happening. It is. It's uh, it's getting close. Every time we do this, it's a week closer. Um, three weeks away, man. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss it. I'm bummed. Um, but I will be there in Lima. Trust me. But uh, I'll let it slide. I'll yeah. let it slide. This You're gonna week. have to. I'm not gonna make every. Race. I'm not gonna make every round this this year. I mean, but it is. It's three weeks away. Uh, Volusia kicking off the season, man. Uh, I know everybody's getting excited as we approach uh, the start of the 2020 season in mid-july i still can't believe yeah. it when i say it um but yeah dude really stoked about that for sure uh you just got your racing fix this past weekend though didn't you yeah i i drove all the way up to uh Terre Haute, indiana which it wasn't too bad about nine and a half hours uh Terre Haute's just inside indiana so it's just inside the time change and everything but the, the racing went really good um about the same time we did the national anthem i could see some dark clouds forming outside turn three and four we kind of put a little bit of a rush on some things, but we got done just in time, uh, just ahead of the shower. Actually, I was doing one of the podium interviews, and the podium just started blowing over when I was waiting for the riders to get there. So we Whoa. started skipping some of the podium interviews, <laughs> uh, but we got the whole show in just in time. And, uh, man, some really good racing. Uh, I was uh, really impressed with the, you know, the track. I've, I've never heard anything good about the track. I, I don't know why, but it, uh, the track looked good to me. It looked like it was, it was fast. It did have kind of a smaller, narrow groove, but I think if if that rain wasn't nearby, Steve Nace would have put a lot more water on the racetrack. But, you know, you have to watch the weather when you're trying to be a promoter and trying to put on races. So uh, we did the best with what we could, but the, the racing was really good. Um, Jeffrey Carver took the win in the Twins class. Meese was second, and Colby Carlisle, uh, kind of surprised me with the third place finish. He got passed for just a second by Varnes, uh, Ryan Varnes, but he slipped the groove. Varnes ended up fourth, and then um, JD Beach was fifth on the other essence in Yamaha. So uh, great racing, though. That was just the the Pro Twins class. Yeah, it seemed like a pretty good turnout. I mean, Mies was there. Uh, you got Estenson and their and their team there. Uh, it's pretty cool to see these 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 riders um, come into these local races. Uh, before the start of the season, I'm sure they they they're benefiting just as much from the time on the track, though, right? Well, yeah, and and it used to be that way, Carter. I don't know what the you know I don't know what's changed in the past few ten years or whatever, but um, not all the riders go to all the other races. Like when I was racing, we tried to go to as many races as we could to get experience for one, but for two, that's how we made a living. You know, we had to. You know, right. I didn't make a living racing, but you have to go pick up races wherever you could, and and it just helped you out in the long run. But now it seems like. 
Uh, not a lot of the guys go and run the Steve Nace races, and I don't understand why. There's a, a pretty good turnout of riders, I think a little over 90 entries in nine different classes. Um, so that's pretty good. Um, there's some good racing. We had a couple, run a couple of semifinals, but um, you know, I don't know why everybody's not going to the races. I, I assume there a lot of people be there, just like there was a, at Travelers Rest, but not quite as many. So not sure exactly why, but the racing that, that was there and the racers that were there put on one heck of a show. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's another race this weekend too, right? You got Greenville. Where's that in Ohio? Trifecta, the yeah. Greenville Trifecta. I talked to Robbie Bobby last night and it's actually happening Friday night, Saturday night and Sunday. And it's the last weekend of June. And that's usually when Lima, Ohio races. And so Lima is always on that Saturday night. So Robbie's Robbie Bobby's done the Friday night and Sunday for such a long time. With Lima not running, he went ahead and did it as a trifecta this weekend. Yeah, I had the old uh, Facebook memories remind me of our uh, pit walk in Lima. I posted that this today. Um, just yeah, it, it cool. feels weird, right? Like this weekend not being, not thinking about going to Lima this weekend, right? Like it's it's what people have done for ages in the flat track community, right? Yeah, like like I think twenty nine years. Uh, I think there was one one rainout or something like that. I know I've been there at least the last. The last 11 for sure, this would have been 12 in a row. And I, I know I've been there a few times before that when I wasn't the uh, the actual live event announcer. I went there and did Live Eye Sports a couple times too. But, um, yeah, it's just – it is strange, you know, but the world's strange right now. Everything's a little bit different. Uh, there were some announcements by American Flat Track earlier this week. Did you happen to see those? I saw a couple of them. I definitely caught the sideburn one because uh, they're going to be – I saw that before Daytona too, but I think it's uh, just a, a nice reminder that they're going to be selling issues of sideburn at the track. Uh, so that's going to be awesome. Don't have to wait for it to get in the mail. I could just go to a race and pick up my issue of sideburn. That's pretty badass. Yeah, I think that's going to be – you know good for everybody you know uh they have a different perspective on the races they do great interviews and instead of having to get them from england we can get, get them at the races while you're there also kicker performance audio which i've been around kicker for a long time they're actually from oklahoma uh it used to be called stillwater designs they're from stillwater oklahoma which is where oklahoma state is just a coincidence i guess uh, but kicker performance audio is also sponsoring the arena cross series that i i uh, announced in the winter time so it's nice. kind of cool to ha- get them tied together here with american flat track and then royal anfield excited to be part of racing we kind of knew that as johnny uh, lewis is going to be riding at some of the select rounds i think they announced it uh some of the upcoming rounds when he's going to be at and he'll also be ha- helping the the girls in their build you know the girls when they build the bikes too he'll be at those rounds as well yeah i'm stoked to see how that pans out and uh i think he's going to be pretty competitive in that production twins class too huh i think so it just depends on how fast that bike is they've been doing a lot of research and development you know johnny's got a track right there at his house so he can ride all the time and that definitely helps so we'll see how the bike uh you know how it does against the competition here real soon uh, also last night was the aft show and it was shana texter and jared vandekoy and it was kind of different this time they were actually sitting side by side their elbows were touching or their, their shoulders <laughs> were touching it reminded me of like of a like they were in school or something like that, but they were in uh, Shana and Briar's house out there in Pennsylvania, and Jared's like an honorary uh, guest, I guess. Yeah, well, they have a good relationship. They've known each other for a while, and they're pretty good friends, so uh, that had to be really cool. I got to check that out. I haven't heard from Jared in a minute, um, or Shana for that matter, so I'm sure that was pretty solid. You get a pretty good reaction from it? Yeah, it was, it was really a lot of fun, and we had some we had some good laughs. You know, They made Jared do some chores and stuff like that, and then we started talking about Briar's chores, and he doesn't like doing chores and all that fun stuff. But Nobody then we talked a lot about chores. racing, so it was it was really fun. Uh, always good to catch up with them, and, and I think possibly might have the Batman Brothers on that show next week. Well, we'll have to tune in next Thursday and find out. Absolutely. So 
we kind of got lucky this week. Actually, let me rephrase that. You got lucky this week that we actually have a guest because we didn't have one, but we found one, <laughs> but we almost got to interview you. Oh, boy. Yeah, you threw out the idea, so I, I made sure that we actually uh, had somebody else lined up because <laughs> I wasn't ready to. So so all I got to do is if, if we don't have a guest, I got to say, well, I guess we're interviewing Chris Carter, and yeah. then you'll find somebody. I'll, I'll pull a guest out of my ass every week for that. Um, <laughs> no. It's, uh, well, well, I even I even had Graham's question ready for you, oh, yeah? and I knew the questions I was going to ask you because people want to know, you know, how how did you just show up just a few years ago, and how are you so deeply involved in flat track? But we'll have to wait and find that out another episode. Another teaser. You're you're killing them with the teasers today. Um, I'm on it. We'll do it eventually if you can ever convince me that that's a good idea. Um, you're part of you're a part of it, and people want to know every aspect. We've talked to promoters, we've yeah. talked to racers, we've talked to sponsors, we've talked to innovators, we've talked to mechanics. Uh, I can keep going, but we haven't talked to the man behind the the, the two most popular podcasts about flat track. That's that's fair. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll figure it out. So to save my ass from actually being interviewed, I I, uh, I gave my good buddy Brendan Bergen a call because, you know, we've had him on before. We know the backstory of Bergen, but uh, it's always good to touch base with him, see what the hell he's up to. I don't think we've talked to him since he went to Estesson, and if we did, it was just when he made the move. So um, it'd be good to catch up with him and see what the hell he's got going on. I know he and Colby have been hitting some, uh, some of those local races. I saw him at Traveler's Rest. I know that they were in Terre Haute this past weekend. I don't know if they're going to Greenville this weekend, but um, it's cool to see Estenson. And they're not just like showing up, you know, in a van uh, with with one rider. They're bringing the whole Estenson rig to these local events, um, which is pretty cool. So it'll be good to catch up with him and see what the hell he's up to. Yeah, and and they're bringing all four of their riders. You know, they're all the all the riders are showing up. It's doing. It's good for them to get you know back into the racing mood because as soon as that season starts, it's going to be jam packed. So I, I like what they're doing. Uh, yeah, it costs a lot to go racing, but. You know, they're going out there and they're they're trying some stuff, so I can't wait to catch up with Brandon. Let's do it. Hello. Is this Shorty? I mean Brandon Bergen? I mean I mean the Fresno Flyer? <laughs> one of those. <laughs> well which one is it? I guess it depends on what girl you ask on how short it is. Oh my gosh. Or it might be too long. I mean, too tall or something like that then. Oh, okay. I thought it was too short because that's, you know, you from California and too short, you know, from out there. What are you doing, man? I'm sitting here looking at a uh, some wiring diagrams and just trying to think about some stuff. How about you? It's nothing, man. I'm ready to go back to work. I actually uh, finally got to go to the racetrack for the first time last weekend. got to go to Terre Haute. But I just want to catch up with you. I've been following you on social media, and I've seen you on a small plane and, and flying on a commercial plane. What, where the heck are you going? <laughs> We've been all over, dude. Uh, so the, obviously everyone knows after Indian, I came to uh, Esteson Racing. And uh, so we, last year was a – it was tough on us, big time. Um so being from Arizona, we just realized that it was really, really difficult to um, be based out of Arizona and travel back all every time. Well, then we've had a lot more failures and learning curves and, I mean, everything than we thought. And I ended up spending a lot of time in Michigan at Mike Stopper's place. And so now that uh, our team is more developed and uh, it's starting to click off way, way better, than it was just from growing pains, you know, uh, yeah. we have a shop in Owensboro. So I fly to Owensboro, get ready for the races, go to the races, go back to Owensboro and then, uh, you know, finish maintenance, whatever we need to do. And then I come back to Arizona for a little bit and then I'll 
go back. So anything that needs to be dyno tuned or developed here in the West Coast shop, um, me and another guy that lives here, his name's Scott. He, uh, we're the, we're like on the West Coast and then part of the teams on the in the Midwest. So it's kind of a trying to figure everything out, but it's working pretty good for us now. You know, to where everybody can still live in their own areas. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it definitely saves a lot of you know road miles. You know, I don't know if it was you driving the big rigs or whatever, but you know, you know, spending time driving from the East Coast back to Arizona can't be efficient. You know, guys aren't getting nothing done. So I want to know what what flying is like since all the COVID and everything. First off, tell me about flying on a commercial airplane. How was it? Was it safe? Did you feel all right? Yeah, I felt fine. Um, I'm not fond of the masks. You know, I mean, I'm not really. I don't have long hair and. <laughs> So I don't really like following <laughs> that whole lead, you know, if you will. I've been pretty stubborn on all that because, you know, my personal opinion, yeah, I know it's out there and we're all going to get it and whatever. But it, all right. it, it slows down our day whenever you go into anywhere. You know, you got you got this, this, and this, and you got to send this far apart, and there's part workers. It's like, man, all I need to do is get in and get out. I got to get back to work, whatever it is, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. It's been tough, but it, uh, the, the flying was easy. I mean, I actually, this last trip, I didn't wear a mask. Oh, they cool. tried to get me to wear one, and I said, no, I uh, I have a medical reason I can't wear a mask. And uh, they said, oh, okay, you know, whatever. So it was kind of easy, and I'm like, oh, sweet. As soon as I fall asleep or start to fall asleep on the plane, then I get someone, hey, uh, you got to put your mask on, sir. I don't wear a mask. And then it, it just kind of, the first couple times, I flew, I did that. Well, now they're starting to catch on, I think. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, they don't like it when you're not wearing a mask, put it that way. All right. All right. I got you. What about this small plane I saw? Um, do you have a pilot's license? Are you flying that thing or are you just a passenger? No, no. It's just a small little commercial plane, um, which actually it's not a, it's a, it's the Rolls Royce of prop planes. I mean, that's probably a million dollar plane. Okay. Um, but no. I actually spoke last night with a gentleman about uh, getting my pilot's license and what it would take and this and that. Cause I just, I don't know. It's, it's really cool, dude. It's really cool. Um, and beans like we're, we're on like our West coast shops on an airport. So if yeah. I walk out back, I mean, it's an airstrip, you know, planes are taking off all day long, uh, private. And then yeah. there's the one in Owensboro, which is on another airport it's like well, man i'm surrounded all around this i should do this so exactly uh just got taken up on a i forget exactly what they call it but it's a something flight uh, i forget what, what the name specific name but it's basically to see like hey do you like this do you get the feel for this you know kind of like a trial run if you will okay but it was it was sweet i mean it's cool get the hand of joysticks and you can steer it up and down. I mean, you're not controlling speed or whatever, but you can steer it, you know, which is kind of cool. Awesome. Right on. Well, maybe I it might be, a, I didn't get maybe. to like, I didn't get to do any, you know, big bank turns or, uh, or landing it or, you know, any trigger pulling or nothing like that, but <laughs> I sure felt cool. <laughs> Loop de loops or anything. Well, Hey, after you get your, after you get your pilot's license, I'm pretty sure like if you left Owensboro and headed West to Phoenix or the other opposite direction, you could just stop and pick me up. I can find an airport where you could pick me up. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd have to buy a plane at that point. I don't know about that, but it's, uh, it is cool. I mean, 
it's actually not that much money either. I mean, supposedly it takes, you know, I, I guess the the fastest time or the minimum time is 40 hours of flying time, but they say that no one does it in that. It's always like 60 to 70 to 80 hours, which yeah. for me, since I'm a moron and I can't read very good, it'd probably be more on the 90 to 100 side. Of- okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe we get Heather just to read it to you, and you could just sit there and absorb it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So also before we talk racing, one more thing on your on your social media, you did a bike build during the you know a while back, maybe during the off season. I I can't remember exactly what it was. Was that a Honda flat tracker or what? What what did you build? It's kind of hard to say because I've built so much stuff, not built completely, but the only one that I did build completely or completely redo is an FTR Indian. Okay. We did that, but I've been working on, you know, obviously Tim has a big bike museum and whatever. I mean, I've, my, I've been broadening my horizons, uh, quite a bit. I've worked on OSAs and DT one, 1970 Yamahas and Huskies and got to, I didn't actually get to work on this one, but Scott did another guy here. He got a TZ seven fifty running, and uh, oh, I got man. to ride that around a bit. So that was cool. Yeah, uh, just kind of just staying busy, you know, just helping Tim out and kind of earning a paycheck. And thankfully, we were at a place where uh, we didn't have we didn't really have to stop working. You know what I mean? There was plenty of stuff that Tim had us doing, and so that was good. I'm very thankful for that. Well, that's awesome. Did you ever think that you would be working on that old stuff and ever? ever in your your wildest dreams think that you'd ride a tz 750 no no by far <laughs> I mean, some of it stumps, some of it stumps you dude because you're like what what is this right and uh you find out that it's some plastic gear for a oil injector and it's like okay you just it's just different so different on how the stuff was built and thought process it's just really mind-boggling sometimes but it's cool because you could some of it. Some of it's nice. It's like, man, that's smart. You know, that sounds like a lot of fun and, and a learning experience for sure. So you mentioned when we first started talking that you made the move on over to Estenson on the Yamahas. Um, do you have one rider in particular you work for? Or do you do you help out everybody? Um, no, I do have one particular rider. So my I work for Colby or with Colby. Um, we help everyone though. I mean, everyone on this team. Uh, helps everybody you know whether it's 450 guys 750 guys whatever it is we all help each other if we see someone needs help and uh, but my particular guy like who i am responsible for um is colby did did you cut his hair off or while he was sleeping or did did you pay someone to do it no he uh that was uh, that was an adult decision on his own <laughs> All right. I like it, he man. Donated, he donated it, by the way, which is cool. Oh, cool. That's awesome. My daughter has done that before, too, to the locks of love. I think it has to be at least seven inches long, and you're not supposed to do anything to it, like, you know, color it or, or perm or anything like that. So it's really cool that he did that. Um, yeah. He was flying last weekend at Terre Haute, man. I don't know what got into him, but uh, he went up there and won the, the Twins heat race and, and ended up third in the main event. I thought he looked really good. Yeah, no, he did look really good. He definitely showed up there um, with his game face on, and there's talent there. I mean, a lot, some people may say different or think different or whatever, but there is talent there. He's just young. When you get in with, you know, the best guys in the world as far as flat tracking goes, and twins anyway, mm-hmm. it's a huge step. And 
you learn fast that no matter how badass you think you are or, or anything that you think, uh, you're going to think different real fast when you line up on the line with guys like Jared and the Bowmans and Carver, Sammy, you know, I mean, they're trained, they're seasoned vets for a long time, you know? So I've just been trying to take my little bit of experience that I know from when I raced and try and help him with that. And, um, just kind of mold him a little bit, you know, and, give him the stuff that he needs for mechanical side and understanding and the confidence to be, you know, trust me, but also prepare him getting his ass kicked. You know, and it, it was, it's, uh, yeah. it's one of those things where it's just happens to everybody. I mean, I remember it happened to me. Like I seriously went to Springfield TT my first one thinking these dudes don't know what is going to happen today. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even make heat races. So it was a real <laughs> big strike in the face real fast, you know, Yep. Now, you know, Colby's Colby's definitely shown signs at different tracks that he can run with the guys. And I think a lot of it is confidence in riding with the, those guys. And, and you kind of have to go out there and forget who you're riding with and kind of, kind of go out there and run your own race. Um, but you guys have been running some other, you know, non-national stuff leading up to the 2020 season, like uh, Traveler's Rest and Terre Haute. So um, leading up to Terre Haute, are you guys, when you go to a place like that, are you trying something new? that you can use later on at the grand nationals, or are you just kind of refining what you have going right now? No, um, we've been trying a lot of new stuff this year. I mean, just with the Yamaha and anyone who followed our team last year, I mean, you probably noticed that Colby switched motorcycles halfway through the season. Um, just wasn't comfortable on that one and went back to like an old normal style, normal looking dirt tracker. And uh, cause that's what he's comfortable with, you know, body wise, the frames bigger, fit him better. So this year um, we've made a couple different bodies, you know, to try and make him more comfortable because the bike is basically sized for a guy like JD, you know, smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the biggest thing that Colby just didn't like about that other motorcycle is he just didn't fit on it uh, very good. And uh, once we, got a body that fit him and made different foot pegs and this and that and make, you know, actually got the ergonomics of the motorcycle to fit him better. It was all right. Yeah. This ain't so bad. You know, this is pretty good. Um, and we've been sticking with the Yamaha based, uh, model that DT one, um, just because obviously they have some, <clears throat> a lot of time and money in it. And there are some other people that are involved in our race team now that, take the pressures off of me and, and like are more knowledgeable than me in certain areas that, um, on the engineering side, like to understand how linkages work and geometry and this and that, like stuff that I'm, I knew enough about it to get me in trouble, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and now with Yamaha is working, you know, pretty close with us on some things and just our, our whole team is, uh, working better together and more knowledgeable. Like there's nothing that's really, Oh, well, yeah, let's just try this. You know, it's, it's more refined than that now. So as we've been getting better, um, unfortunately, I think we gained quite a bit, but Indians have too, you know, they've gained as well to where at the end of the season last year, it's like, all right, we need to find a half a second. And we've probably found over half of that, um, probably three tenths. I'd say some places, maybe even four tenths. Wow. Uh, our bike's a lot better, 
but the Indians found, you know, the top Indians anyway, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. The ones that I've seen and raced against recently, I think they've gained another tenth or two as well, you know, lighter motorcycles, this, that, whatever they have, or refining those too. So it's like, damn, it's always, you're always trying to get there, you know. Um, difference with us is we have to build everything. We have to R&D everything. We have to test, 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 test to where the Indian, you know, came out and it was pretty much right. Ready to go. Yeah, it was ready. I gotcha. So last year at Springfield, Colby looked really good. Won the the production twins class, I believe the second day. So let's talk about the 2020 schedule. A lot of double headers, nine weekends of racing. Do you think that's going to benefit you guys? Do you think that's going to benefit anybody or what are your thoughts on the schedule? I do like it because we're finally going to Devil's Bowl, which I've been trying to say that to people for years because I've been there with Homeworld of Outlaws, and it was an awesome place. Mm-hmm. That excites me. Um, I think the schedule is going to be good, and maybe more weekends will be like this in the future, I and mean, we'll have to see how it goes. Everything is so new. I mean, with being a new structure for you know Super Twins and singles classes running on different days and just you know that whole dynamic of flat track has changed for 2020 and then honestly the whole dynamic of the world has changed for 2020 so right uh, it's crazy um i think it'll be good because you can race two days in a row and not have i think everyone's going to benefit from it and the people that are going to benefit from it the most are the people who can separate day one from day two and hey all right let's regroup this is what we should have done or not done or whatever, you know, and the people who can separate those two days and take from what you learned on each day and, and run from it. Those are the people who are going to be able to adjust. I'm sure, you know, like the factory Indian guys, they'll be able to adjust they're, they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough to beat. Uh, some other people that may not have as big of teams as that. They might struggle. They might not. I don't know. There's a lot of, different teams this year i mean obviously carver's with brian bigelow you know he has a lot of experience with motors like he's very savvy with uh building stuff and he gets it you know so he's gonna have a way better chance than someone that is like me that's just paying or like i used to race anyway that just showed up at the races by himself in a van or or a hauler now that uh doesn't have a whole bunch of help you know that those are the guys that are going to struggle a little bit more you know Mm mm-hmm I yeah, I think I think I'm right there with you. Do you think it's going to be harder? Uh, and do you think it? I guess do you think it's going to be harder for the mechanics, or do you think it's going to be harder for the riders on you know with all these double headers? I don't. I think it's going to be harder on the mechanics for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. as a rider, you know, you show up there two days in a row, and uh, you get to sleep in and show up at the track when you're ready to go on the track. Um, mechanics, though. Is going to be difficult. The, the the biggest thing that I just learned this with uh, with Colby um, is communication. You know, like a traveler's rest, we were not communicating good. Whether it was my fault or his fault, I don't know, or, or both of ours a little bit, but we just weren't communicating uh, on the same page. Like I, I wasn't understanding him, or he couldn't explain it to where I could understand it, or I was just missing it totally. I don't know, but I will say that we've, we've talked about it and we spoke about it, about being focused and having the least amount of distractions on race days you possibly can and being prepared. And obviously that is really what it's something that communicated well, because he did 
all of that plus some uh, at the next race. And uh, it's good. You know, that's if we can keep continuing in that direction, um, we'll be we'll be good. And, you know, it's sometimes I feel like it takes people a couple of years to get going. Some people are fast right out of the gate and da 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 da. Some people like my, I would say like myself, you know, there's some people that would say that kid ain't ever going to go pro. <laughs> He's no way. <laughs> he is not anywhere near that level. And then all of a sudden 2008 made 21 to 23 main events. So it's probably could be the same thing. Like, I mean, obviously he's been good on four fifties. He's won a championship. He has a ton of mile experience. I think he's a good miler. You know, he understands things well. Um, so just getting that rider mechanic, uh, jive, if you will, or sequence, that's where it's going to be one. I think, you know, that's why Kenny and, Jared are so good. Mm-hmm. They can kind of read each other's minds a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Let's go back to Devil's Bowl a little bit. I've raced there way back in the day, and and it was one of my favorite tracks. And like you said, you've been there, uh, you know, watching sprint cars, World of Outlaws. When you you actually traveled with the World of Outlaws, as we talked about in the last time we had you on here. But um, how do you think the bikes are going to do? I mean, it's been a long time since we've been there. The track's been you know redeveloped, and it's 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 similar. But everything is there is nicer. But I think the racing surface is still the same. I think that you know it's still going to be a really fast track. I think so too. Um, so how was it when you were there? Was it was the straightaways still off center like that? The back straightaways taller than the front? Yeah, you kind of go up a hill in turn one and two, and then you're you're higher than everybody else and higher than the infield, yeah. and then you go down into three and into four. It it didn't seem as dramatic this last time I was there when Steve Nace had a race, but when I raced there, it was definitely you know, back in shoot, that was back in the early mid nineties. But, uh, I was just there a few years back with Steve Nace and it still had the very similar characteristics. It's just, they've upgraded everything else, but I don't know if that's going to matter too much. I mean, everybody's got to figure it out, but I, I, you know, the, the smart guys figured out quick that you have a lot more speed in turn three. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then the cool thing about devil's bowl is, I, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked to go there, uh, just because it's, a nice facility like I, what's the, is the guy's name earl that runs that place you know? uh it's lanny edwards in charge now yes 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 yes. so he's very very passionate i'm sure you've talked to him before mm-hmm. about dirt track in general whether it's cars three-wheelers i mean he's he's super passionate about dirt track i think as long as the track is prepped properly and we don't get you know some windy day and it's you know baking sun outside I think it'll be good. You know, uh, it seems like we get more, I don't want to say crappy. I don't want to get in trouble here, but, um, it seems like we get more of the okay tracks versus then we get rain outs and they're, and they're awesome. You know, like it seems like there's always a, there's always a drought of water at, at an AFT event. Um, but with the sprint car guy being there, it's like, Hey, put on, two thirds of the water that you normally do <laughs> or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, right. that would be on, on a normal day. If this was the sprint car day, what would you do? How many gallons? Okay. Well cut that back by 5,000 gallons or 15,000 gallons, whatever the number is. Like there has to be a more mathematical thing when you run a track like that. I mean, there has to be, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think if the track's prepped, right. Obviously it's, it'll hold together. The dirt's good. The facility's good. 
and I hope that we just get packed full of people like the last couple of years at Weed Sport. I mean, yeah, that place is normally pretty full of people. Yep. What What about Volusia? Uh, I know you've raced there. I've raced there. It's one of my favorite tracks, even when it was rough. Now it's really smooth. They've done a lot of modifications to that place as well. Um, what do you think the racing is going to be like there, and do you think Colby's going to go good? Yeah, I think Colby will go good there. Um, it, that Volusia is going to be a day, you know, a track. I think is the same. It's so fast. It's kind of hard to pass. Um, so starts are going to be key there for sure. Uh, just cause it's that big D that back straightaway, you know, it's kind of hard setting people up going into turn three. It's almost, it's really one line. I would, I would say it's always been like that. Um, unless mm-hmm. you're there for sprint cars cause sprint cars was wet from the top to the bottom and they rolled right around the top. People running the bottom all over the place. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a motorcycle race there like that, but I think I've heard people talk about it when I was in sprint cars saying that the last couple of years like i think it was like 15 14 15 uh that the dirt bike races or the motorcycle races were good there as well so <clears throat> that would be sweet i mean i think any time that the track's wet enough to have multiple lines and not really grooved up in one line like anytime you can get multiple line racing it's just way better for the fans it's way better for racing I met some guy on TV show. I think it was called it's called live action. You know, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it's it. Live action. Live action. I guess that's better than the alternative. Yeah. No action. No action. No Anyways, action. I just hope I, I hope they get plenty of water on it too. I know it's going to be hard because it's going to be in July, but you know that if they can just keep dumping water, maybe some calcium chloride and whatnot. Um, how you know you've been you've been with Essenston for a little while now. How are your dynamics with the other you know mechanics? Do you get along with everybody? Is everybody on the same page? Yeah, um, yeah everything's been great, man. This year, twenty twenty, um, has been great. And last year was some growing pains, and I think a lot of it was just stress, man. Um, not saying that anyone was a bad person or or shitty person by any means and we have we had we had great people on the team last year um but the stress of things um there was me and one other guy which works for indian now his name is dustin say and we pretty much did everything man i mean everything building bikes uh i mean not building motors bike stopper built the motors but uh there was only us two guys full time so it was very difficult to for two guys to run a three rider team and uh it got to where we were just stressed out you know no it was no no fun we're breaking motors and turning motors too tight and just learning stuff you know just the whole thing was really hard um this year um it's not it hasn't been that way yet but we haven't raced much either but um we've done a lot of testing and uh figured out the reasons why uh, we were breaking stuff and changed some stuff up and actually changed a lot of stuff up, but uh, we have help now, you know, as to where, I mean, last year I remember going to SNS and just making a wiring harness and coming back and stuff was different. And uh, we would change this or change that. And it was just all the time, go, 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 go. And after a while, I mean, I don't care who you are or how good everyone is. It's going to get to you, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this year's been great uh, so far. Like, really great. 
um, Tommy is, and Tim have put together a team now that I hope stays the same and doesn't change for a long time. I mean, obviously our riders are great. Uh, me and Mikey have been friends forever. Uh, Dallas yeah. is a great young upcomer. JD, even me and JD been friends for a long time and me and Colby have a great relationship for the last two years, you know, so or a year and a half. So it's been, it's been good, man. I'm, I'm pumped for Tim and the whole team. Like I'm just super excited for everybody. Cause I think once we figure this thing out, we're going to be pretty good. I'm not saying we're going to win everything, but uh, we should be very competitive this year. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, it sounds like you guys got all your ducks in a row. I mean, everything had always looked great from the outside. I know there was some, you know, some issues with some motors and stuff last year, but you guys, you know, you guys still had, I thought a, a pretty good year with, you know, JD went in out in Phoenix and now he's committed to the, you know, the flat track the whole season. I think that's great. I think, you know, I think I wouldn't be surprised if you guys don't win a couple rounds, whether it's it's Colby or JD, and especially in the singles class. I think you guys got a couple of of you know really talented riders in the singles class too. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Well, I appreciate you catching up with us. Before we let you go, are you racing anytime soon? It sounds like you don't have time for anything other than you know flying airplanes and going to see your girlfriend and stuff like that. But are are you going to race anytime soon? Uh, I've actually been working on my Kawasaki uh, quite a bit here recently. The, the wiring diagram I was telling you about was for my Kawasaki's. All right. Um, I really want to. <laughs> yeah. Any certain place you want to race or is that a secret? I really wanted to race uh, this last weekend at Terre Haute. Um, yeah. But I didn't get my bike done in time and it missed the truck on the way out there. So. I'm going to try and shoot for Greenville. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's not its not like I'm going to be on an XR or an Indian there, but I do remember being there on an XR, and I really liked it. But just about the time I figured it out, how to go fast there, there was only five laps left of the main event. And yeah. That was the last time I rode. So, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I'd like to go to Greenville just to have some fun, man. Like, I, I, uh, I miss it a lot. I kind of like – I just want to prove to myself, like, I, that I can still go fast. Yeah, I know you can still go fast. I mean, you don't you don't lose that. I mean, you don't just it is you might slow down a little bit with your reflexes, but you don't just lose your speed. And I'm pretty sure Greenville's running this weekend. Oh, is Greenville this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> well, damn, I'm gonna miss that too. <laughs> All right. Well, we better start planning another trip. <laughs> yeah. At first, it was like I wanted to go to Willow. Well, then Terre Haute ran on Willow, so we ended up going to Will or we ended up going to Terre Haute, obviously. And I was like, man, if I get my bike done, I could ride different class. You know, that'd be that'd be fun. And uh, that didn't happen. And then uh, obviously Greenville's this weekend, which I thought it was next weekend, so that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, maybe maybe you need to stay in better contact with me. I'll tell you where the races are at. You know, maybe I mean maybe if you stop by and pick me up with your airplane, and then we could just go everywhere. <laughs> well, when I get to the point, uh, I could load up in an airplane. Yeah, go racing. I'll, I'll definitely pick you up. Okay, I'll, I'll help out with the gas. How's that? <laughs> All right, that's the biggest part. All right, cool, man. Hey, thanks so much for your time. Before we let you go, do you want to say thanks to anybody? Oh uh, yeah, I just want. I would actually just want to say thanks to Tim Eston. I mean, he doesn't have to do this, and uh, he has this huge team and employs all of us. And obviously, uh, at any time, he can say. Ah, I'm done. I want to go spend my money somewhere else. So I just really want to say thanks to Tim um, for keeping all of us around and uh, 
and building this race team with us. I, I appreciate it. Awesome. And well, Tracy, tell him and Tracy Esteson, because without Tracy, it wouldn't happen either. <laughs> there you go. Everybody's turned and thank that part of the family as well. Well, tell Heather DeBow hi. We miss her. I, I know I got to see her not too long ago, but tell her tell her we said hi here at Off the Groove, and hopefully we'll see her at the races soon. Sounds good. We'll see you guys. All right, All right Brandon. Thanks a lot. Brandon Bergen. Brandon Bergen. Did you know? No. Did he? He was the last guy to hold national number 26. I did not know that, but now I do. He held national number 26 from 2008 until 2016. Before that, it was a Canadian rider, Steve Beatty. Steve Beatty. We haven't had any Canadian riders, had we? I don't think so. We were put them on the list. There's a few fast guys. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who they are. Mikey LaBelle lives up there for sure, but I, he's, I think he's done racing. I know that... Don Taylor, Don Taylor, but I think he might be done as well. I know that we, went, we once talked about uh, trying to get the folks from uh, Flytrack Canada on to talk about their series. So maybe it might be a, a future episode. We talk to them and talk to uh, one of their best riders. There was a few of them that would come down and race with us every once in a while um, at, at Greenville. And the one of them I have trouble saying his name. I'm trying to... I'm trying to look for it right now. See, Seguin, I, I always call it the wrong name. Um, Tyler Seguin, that's S-E-G-U-I-N. And then there's Clayton Isherwood, and he's been coming down a little bit lately. Uh, Don Taylor was pretty fast up there. Doug Lawrence was my uh, one of my favorite Canadian riders, but I think he's all done. Yeah, I got you. Well, down the road maybe, once we get into the season and have a couple off weeks, we'll talk to some Canadian riders. I don't even know if they're running their season this year. They are not. It, the the plug has already been pulled. They're done oh, for the year. Wow. So that's that's horrible. So maybe maybe we'll get more of their riders to come down here. Huh. I heard, but aren't the borders still closed right now? So I don't I know. Don't know. I, I, I haven't tried on. to get to Canada anytime soon. Me neither. Yeah. Um, well, what are you en- doing this weekend? Enough about Canada. This weekend? What you, yeah. What are you doing this weekend? Taxes. Boo. Yeah. No. I'm not excited yeah. about it. What are you doing? No fun. All right. I don't have any plans. I actually, uh, I might uh, go to Tulsa and watch Stoney race a little drag racing up there, but depends what? on what the weather's Stoney's doing. racing? Yeah, he raced a couple weeks ago and Get got uh, third. Got third, yeah. On the podium? Yeah, well, yeah, then drag racing only two of them. Yeah, they don't have a podium, but yeah, he uh, he was in the semifinal race and he won the semifinal race, so he got Get third. Get it, Stoney, Stone Man, Stone right. Man. Sorry. <laughs> on his ZRX 1200, that thing's a, a, an old, beautiful bike. I love it. It's the green, white, and blue. One last thing before we go for this week. I've got the questions set up from Sumner. I know we talked about recording it this week, but it has to happen next week. i got to get that episode out there before we start going racing. All right. Well, he already called me out. So, I mean, I'm just, you know, I had to... I saved it, and I had to rebut against him whenever he was on the AFT show. I'm ready. <laughs> I don't need to study. Well, maybe got, that's I mean, what I'll do, do this weekend, too. I'll do my taxes, and I'll make sure that I have all that scheduled for next week. I mean, I do have my race books right here beside me that I take to the races. I got my no cheating. Uh, media, media no cheating. beside me. I've got all the results. I, I got them all right here. Buddy. Well, I mean, it's it, it's the way the game is played. You really don't have time to cheat either. Right. So, right. so yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure that out. But uh, definitely got to get that one recorded because I want the, I want people to see that. Man, that's gonna be old school stuff. And I don't know, Corey, Corey might beat me. I think he got. I think Pearson gave, sent him one of the, his uh, encyclopedias of flat track. Corey one. Yeah. Oh boy! So, so he's Corey's studying, reading. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And, and everybody knows how much you hate reading. So 
I don't read. <laughs> uh, wrap this one up. Yeah, man. Hey, keep it on four wheels. I'll try. Enjoy your taxes. And um, yeah. I'm going to keep it on two wheels if I go uh, to Tulsa. And uh, we'll talk to everybody next Friday. Thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for all your likes. Thanks for uh, telling everybody about Off the Groove. Thanks for smashing that like button. Thanks for uh, going to iTunes and leaving us a review. Um, I don't know if you saw this, by the way. I, you remember that one episode where I said that somebody would leave a review talking about how you are... Your voice is like the voice, or voice of the gods or something. Somebody actually, I think two or three people actually went, <laughs> left a review with that exact verbiage, which is amazing. I love it. That means people are listening to you. <laughs> no, it means that they think you have a voice of the gods. That's what, that's what it means. Um, you probably paid him to do it. I did, $7. All right, so uh, <laughs> let's, let's call this one done. All right, Cutter. Have a safe weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. All right, brother. Peace. Later. June 26th, 2020, episode number uh, uh, Friday, June 26th. What? Hold on. Are you recording and is it working? Because we did it last week. I figured you stopped it down. I forgot that with Brandon. I hit it and it's recording. Friday, June 26th. <laughs> Friday, June 26th. Two, I can't do it. Friday. Let me do it. Nope. Friday, June 26th, 2020, episode number 138.